Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Welcome, everybody, to episode seven. We are so excited to have a very special guest, Miss Danielle Weeb, here with us. We are, I, I personally have met her and I know her. And in fact, the reason that I know her is because she impacted my life in person. She's actually the CEO and founder of Business Babes Collective. It's just an entire community based around helping women who are entrepreneurs, women in business to scale and grow and really impact their communities and come together while they do that. And that's exactly how I met Danielle locally here in Vancouver. Danielle, thank you for being on with us today. How are you doing? Um, I know there's so much going on, but how are you feeling? Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. And we just came off a really, really busy season um, in the business. Uh, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling back into sort of my routine and the swing of things. So it's going well. Thank you. Ah, you like you popped onto the screen and just your energy, like you've got just a great presence about you. So I know this is just going to, the time is going to fly by, but I think we always want to dig in first of all is like, how did you even build something like this? I, I mean, I've, I've looked at your Instagram and I've heard from Amanda, all these things. And I'm like, this is the type of woman that I want to ally with. Like this is, this is like a bestie. So <laughs> how did you get this idea? What's your story? How did you build this empire of strong women. Well, thank you. That's so sweet of you to say. And yeah, definitely started. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to this if they've started something new or if they're new in business. It really started with an idea and a passion uh, of my own. And I think for me, I had been in entrepreneurship since I was 20 years old and always kind of working on side projects. I would have like side businesses and I was just sort of dipping my toes into a lot of different things. And I always felt like there was this missing community for me because um, as you start you know, working on your own business, often you're working from home and you're working alone. And it's just, it, it seems kind of isolating. And so the idea just came out of, hey, let's get some people together that are entrepreneurial, that um, you know, are, are really fun and let's just network and kind of see where things go. And so it really started with a passion project and quickly, you know, within a year it, it turned into, you know, I'm spending every waking moment <laughs> trying to build this community. And I was so passionate about it. I think it just sort of snowballed from this little side, you know, project that was never really supposed to be a, bit, a business itself. And then it just became something that I absolutely loved. And I decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all in on this. And, and I actually started doing it full time um, within a year. And yeah, I mean, we can get into the kind of nitty gritty of what that looked like, but oh man, there's lots of challenges and ups and downs along the way. Um, and there continues to be, but it's, I am so, there's nothing else I'd rather do, so. That's okay. kind of the journey of entrepreneurship. It's like it's hard, it's challenging, it's a roller coaster ride. But so, at the how end did of the you day, how did you transition it? Like how it, came, it became this idea, and how has it turned into this giant community? Like how have you continued to just grow this and continually having you know new women being impacted by it? Yeah, well, I think 
at the beginning, like I said, it, it started with a little idea. And then once I started to realize, okay, there's a lot of other people that are feeling the same way as I do. And so there's a lot of people that need this type of community. And so about six months into hosting these events, <clears throat> I actually went through a season of really questioning, is this something that I want to do? Because uh, it was really challenging to get it off the ground. And uh, yeah, hopefully there's some other people that can relate to this and maybe you're in that season right now where you're, you're working, you're, you're, in a, you know, you're putting your all into it. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to be going your way. Um, that's kind of how I was, I was feeling. I was putting all my time and energy into it and I wasn't actually, I, it was taking me away from all the other things I was doing. And even though I was really passionate about it, I'm like, this is not sustainable. Like <laughs> I need to figure out like, how do I actually monetize this? How do I make it into something so that I can continue doing this and, and stay passionate about it? So it really came down to a moment in time where I thought, okay, I need to start treating this like a business. I need to create a business plan. I need to actually figure out like, what do I need to do in order to build a successful community and, and help all these women, but also make sure that my bills are being paid and I can actually sustain it. And so that's kind of where the turning point was for me. And along the way, it's been, you know, having team members come on board. Um, we've expanded into other cities. So like our chapter leaders um, started in other cities as well. And then, uh, yeah, it's just sort of grown. It's grown a lot online and especially, of course, in the past few months, it's grown significantly with, you know, a lot of people seeking, still seeking that connection and still seeking that community uh, online. And so, yeah, when the pandemic hit, we had a bunch of events that, you know, we needed to quickly pivot and start doing something else. But yeah, it's definitely been, you know, a process of really figuring out uh, what does our community want? What does our community need? And then what do we need to do? And, and who do we need to be, you know, on our team helping us out in order to make that happen? I love that. You, what are some of the things, because I, we're talking about this community and this community and this community, what are some of the things you do and offer within that community? Like for the people that are listening, like what would make them find that community and say, I need to be a part of this? Because yeah. you're defining really your community question. as, yeah, it's the business babes, right? This mm -hmm. is yes. uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is the community that I think, oh my goodness, I need this. So what happens when I come to you? Yeah, well, it looks very different today than it did a few months ago, but um, for almost six years, we were hosting monthly events uh, in person in all the cities that we were in. Um, and now we've really transitioned into offering, we just launched our membership. So it's a monthly membership and we have uh, co-working sessions, we have workshops, we have, um, you know, resources and things for like courses for people to take. And so it's, community education and then we also really we're really passionate about making an impact so how can you really take your business and what you're passionate about and not only make a really good income for yourself but how can you impact your own community and, and the world so we kind of really try to focus around those three things community education and impact and um yeah we have our mastermind groups um, which is a kind of our more intimate group of women who meet on a regular basis and uh you know, that's for women who are a little bit further along in business and they really need that kind of tangible support as they grow. 
Um, and we also have a six week business program that we run a couple of times a year as well. So that's what our community looks like right now, which like I said, it looks very different than it did um, six months ago. We still had, we, we actually had the Action Takers Club and the Mastermind before, but the membership is brand new. Um, and really that was out of a, a need for our community to stay connected during this time. Danielle, I want to speak to this community. So, so, you know, what we're saying here is how inspiring it is to see somebody who saw the need for people who are in the entrepreneurial world. And maybe that can lead to being on your own a little bit more. I myself have worked for myself for the last seven years and um, you know, six of which have been full time. And when I left the classroom, I, you know, you go from teaching, you know, 900 kids a day to just being on your own, working on your own passion project and getting it off the ground and pouring your heart into it. But you realize that there's, you're kind of doing this on your own, right? And, and I just want to express that that was me. That was exactly how I found um, Vancouver Business Babes, which is the Vancouver chapter. Um, and believe it or not, I actually found it on meetup.ca. When I moved to Vancouver, I don't know if you still have it uh, up there. We don't anymore, but that's where we started. We started with a little meetup group and yeah, we had like, you know, 10 members to get started and then it just kind of grew from there. But we didn't have a website actually for the first two years of the business, which I probably wouldn't recommend today, but um, <laughs> it's just like, it, it's just started by like a hobby. I didn't think of it like a business. And I think that's why it took so long to get kind of the traditional business things set up. Right. Well, I, I'm here to say that you did it great from the moment I ever attended my first live event with you. And um, I have attended multiple live events that you've put on and gotten to meet the vendors and the other um, uh, business owners. And um, even your panel has always been so informative and given me different perspectives on the challenges that can come when you're being brave enough to build something that didn't exist before you took that leap. And that's exactly what you created. But I want to speak a little bit on what you mentioned about how you've pivoted to this time where it's been such an online shift to these really beautiful in-person community gatherings you host. Um, but I've also attended your virtual ones and they've been equally as engaging. And, um, you know, I felt like I was in the room with everybody as best as we can in the virtual context. But can you talk a little bit about how that looked for you having to pivot when it was such an in-person um, community that you spent years pouring into basically pivoting in any context does it if, if maybe our listeners are not necessarily business owners but what did it take for you on a personal level to say okay something needs to change i need to change lane i need to become a critical thinker or a problem solver like what did that process look like for you when you had a vision of how things were supposed to go and then maybe this year didn't really let that happen yeah it was very challenging especially at the beginning i think it was the type of situation where because at the time that it happened i had just started to feel like wow okay I feel like I have everything under control. Like things are going well. We have like our events planned out for the rest of the year. We have venues booked. We have speakers booked. Like everything is rolling perfectly. Everyone on our team has their, you know, perfect little like projects that they're working on. It just was all flowing really well. And I just remember when everything started to change, I was like, wow, like, okay. 
<laughs> never mind. We have to just totally think outside the box now. And it's, it really is now, I know it's very, um, you know, a lot of people say this, but it really was a blessing in disguise at the end of the day, because we did have plans on creating something like a membership. We didn't really know what that was going to look like yet. Actually, one of my chapter leaders had suggested creating a membership before, and I think it was back in January. And I was like, no, like <laughs> there's too many things going on. Like we kind of have our, you know, things going maybe in the future. And mega uh, foreshadowing though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when everything, you know, hit, it was like, okay, like maybe this is the time, maybe, you know, now we're forced to um, pivot our events online. We had an event actually that was two weeks out that we had to can't, um, well, we were, we were going to either cancel it or pivot it to an online event. We decided to actually pivot it and do it online. Um, that was a really cool experience actually, because everyone was so, it was like our whole community was in it together. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, I think that's okay. the one I was at. That was, yeah, I think I so. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, like, okay, we're planning on doing this event in person. Let's still do it because I'm sure everybody is lonely right now and really needs a community. And it kind of was just a really cool experience because everyone came together. We actually had, um, uh, you know, a singer come on and, and sing for us. We had say music, we had, um, prizes, we had the panel happen and it was just, it was really cool. And I think actually it was, um, a really great experience for some of the people in our community that are also a little bit more introverted and they get really nervous with, you know, putting themselves out there and attending events and being by themselves. So they could still network in the chat box and kind of like still be like really a part of it, but then they could sort of still be a little bit more anonymous. Um, so it was really cool. And it really opened up my eyes to the fact of, yeah, it's not ideal, you know, that we have to change our entire business structure now, but this is a great opportunity to build something that, you know, can even continue when, when hopefully someday we are doing, you know, in-person events again. And, uh, so yeah, it's been a huge learning curve, just even learning. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but like, I feel like I've gone through, I don't know, four years of university and like learning technical things, like, <laughs> you know, all these things that we didn't really need to know before learning how to use zoom learning. We had an event platform for our conference that we used that was just a huge learning curve for me. And yeah, but it's, it's kind of cool because you realize like how, how much you can learn in such a short amount of time. And it's kind of inspiring, you know, when you think back to, wow, like I was able to figure this out and, you know, run with it. So I've been really impressed too with a lot of people in our communities who did such a great job of pivoting their businesses, you know, even like brick and mortar stores who, it's you know, the theme of 2020, I feel. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the theme so of crazy. 2020. We, we did an episode a few episodes ago called plot twist and it was about 2020 and how all of us were like, yeah, January, it's going to be our year. And like, holy shit, what's happened. Right. Like it just hit the fan. And so I think I, I love what you're saying because it is like, we've said, we've, we've looked for silver linings the entire year to say this happened, this happened, this happened, but this is what I gained from it. And so I love that that's what you're leading with in this whole thing. So my, I have another question for you. You know, we are all entrepreneurs. And so we are just like eating up everything you're saying. And I know a lot of our listeners are too, but 
every single person that I talk to and myself included, we've all gone through these phases of fear or doubt in our businesses or when those things do pivot and we have to make those changes that are so uncomfortable and so not what we had envisioned. It, what, how do you overcome those things or how do you teach people that you are kind of in this community with to overcome those roadblocks? Yeah, I think the first thing that I always like to remind people is that they're not alone because that's the first feeling we have when we're feeling like a failure or we're feeling like things aren't going our way or we're not able to grow our businesses. All we see on social media is the curated, you know, everyone succeeding, which I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I don't, I mean, if I'm having a really bad day, I'm not going to be on the social media saying like, Hey guys, I'm having a really bad day. Like everything sucks. Right. So no one else is really doing that. And so all you're seeing is people's success, people's wins, people's, um, you know, things that are going well. And so we start to feel like, wow, we are the only ones going through this hard time. And we're the only ones that are needing to yeah, pivot our businesses or whatever that looks like. And so the first thing is like knowing you're not alone. Um, the second thing is to really like write down what's actually true about the situation because sometimes we start to go down that spiral of like thinking about every wrong thing that's happening. And so it's really trying to switch our mindset and, and think, okay, these are the things that are happening that are really hard. Yep, that's true. But also these, these things are true. I can pivot my business. I can can get out of this, you know, situation I'm in. I can't have that really hard conversation that I don't want to have. It's going to be weird, but like I can do it, right? Like all those things and like write down all those, um, yeah, really tangible, truthful statements that you can remind yourself of. And then I think also talking it out with someone helps so much. So <laughs> that's why obviously you guys know I'm super passionate about community and being in community. So it's like, get that community that you trust, um, that you can really just brainstorm with and, or vent to, even if it's just to like, Hey, I just need to tell you what's going on and just get it out. Because sometimes that's all you need. You just need someone to listen. And then a lot of the times you also feel better after you've gotten it out, you've written down, okay, these, and then, and then really, look at that and say, okay, what are my, what's my next action step that I can take in the right direction? Because there's no point in just thinking about all the hard things. Think about what you, what you can control. What are the things that you can control? And then write down that first action step and take that first step. You don't have to do it all at once. You know, you don't have to write down like 20 steps and like, okay, I have to do this all today, but just like, what's that one positive step that you can take? And Sometimes that positive step is literally shutting your computer and going for a walk or, you know, like shutting off work for the day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's the advice I would, I would give for if, if you're kind of feeling in a rut or you're feeling overwhelmed and confused. Well, I can tell you that the three of us blow up each other's phones with issues and problems. Be like, um, I just need to explain all the issues that are going on in my life. And I think that women, um, we need more of that. And I don't know why so many times we're scared to share. You know, I don't know what happened in culture 
that kind of made women feel like they shouldn't talk to other women about the more vulnerable things, which is actually, we are the nurturers and gatherers and community builders. <laughs> and, mm. and that's kind of innately in us. And it's so interesting because you're kind of at the helm of the ship. You're the one who puts all these events together. You're the one that's doing this. And I'm wondering, was there ever a speaker or somebody that came in and said something that taught you a lesson that you had never thought of before? And you went, oh, wow, I am the learner right now. I am learning up in this mastermind class. Oh my goodness. That, I feel like that happens every day. Like, honestly, I'm learning, like, I'm learning so many things from our community and just being inspired by what everyone's doing. Um, yeah, I feel super blessed and honored to be able to lead this community. And to be honest, like sometimes I think to myself, like, wow, it's such, it's such an honor, but it's also such a huge responsibility. And sometimes that, that takes, um, courage to be like, okay, I can show up and I can be authentic and I don't have to be perfect. And I can show other people that they don't have to be perfect either. And so I try to take the pressure off myself because a hundred percent, like what you said, I'm usually the learner. Like I'm, I'm like sitting there, you know, interviewing these amazing successful women in business. And I'm like, sometimes literally during the panel, I'm just stopping and being like, wow, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to ask you next. Cause that was a huge like value bomb. Um, but I, I think a really cool thing and what I usually try to get to with all of the panels is tapping into people's hardships and what they've gone through and how they've, how they've moved past them. Cause I think that's where like the most value is. Um, cause people can talk about their success and like, XYZ, how they did what they did, and that's helpful, but also like sometimes the most powerful um, parts of our, uh, you know, events or workshops or whatever is when people are talking about like a huge challenge that they had and how they moved through it. Because um, not only can people relate, but they can take those, you know, steps and, and, and learn from them. So, you know, what I, what I said before about, you know, how to overcome when you're feeling stuck or whatever, that's probably come from like all of the panels combined <laughs> from what people have said. Um, I wish I could think of like a specific example, but. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I just wanted to thank you because that's one of the most real answers we have had on here. Somebody like you just totally took ownership for your own vulnerability that, you know, on paper or on Instagram, I could look at you in these events and be like, damn, this girl is in full stride. She is in full stride up on that stage. And to know that sometimes your jaw, your jaw drops, that you, um, you know, you get nervous or that, you know, that we're all just human. Mm -hmm. And that is what I absolutely thank you for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that for whatever reason, like, God put me in this position to be a leader of this community. And like I said, I, I don't feel like I, you know what I mean? Like people look to me and say like, oh, you must know what you're doing in all these situations. It's like, no, I don't. I actually, like, I'm just sort of going, like, I'm just learning as I go and I'm taking each thing as I go. And yeah, I've learned a lot about business and about growth and about all of these things, leadership along the way, but I, I'm still learning every single day. And often I feel like 
okay, like <laughs> I need to show up for this community. That's how I actually felt when we first were in kind of lockdown. I, I, it was this, okay, I need to show up for this community. And the only way I can actually show up for them is also just being vulnerable and telling them that I'm struggling too, because I can't show up and say like, Hey guys, so everything's great. Like we're pivoting and we're all good. Um, you know, it's, it's, that it's a global be... pandemic that we've never been through before, but I'm cool. Everything totally. <laughs> exactly. So it was like, it was, you know, realizing that I think the best leaders are the ones that can really just admit that like, they don't really know what they're doing and they don't necessarily know like what the future holds. Cause no one does. Um, but yeah, and then just encouraging people that, that they, they aren't alone and we can all learn together. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, man, the amount of mistakes I've made in the past few months, whew, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, but, um, <laughs> it's led to where we are today. So, <laughs> well, that's it. And, and you have come so far and I don't think there's a single one of us on this podcast today who can say that we haven't failed a time or two or 10, but you know, we're here because we have just kept getting back up. And I love the way you speak to leadership. I want to draw on that, given that some of our listeners are absolutely entrepreneurs, but some are not. And so what would you say the leadership looks like for somebody who, you know, entrepreneur or not, um, but more so on that personal level of attending an event like this, where you have to say, I am a grown up and I have to try to make friends now. And I'm terrified and I don't know how to network and I don't know what questions to ask somebody. I mean, you, you come so prepared. I know that you have questions um, on some of the paperwork when you attend these events in person, which I have found helpful. And I'm certainly an, an ambivert. I'm definitely extroverted and introverted, but even I still found it helpful. So making friends and building that bridge and creating that community with another person, how can you speak to the leadership that it takes to even want to do that? Like just getting into your community virtually or in person, how do you lead yourself into such kind of scary territory? Or it seems we, it can feel scary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day and um, like I can be really, really awkward sometimes too, like in social settings. And it's so funny because people will tell me, well, like I'm not natural at networking. I'm not natural at like meeting new people. And I'm like, neither am I. Like, honestly, like sometimes people like say it'll be like nine at night and I'm like, okay, have a good day. And it's like, they're like have a good night like what what's going on and um so like <laughs> I'm telling the people at the movie theater enjoy your movie too I'm like what did I just say oh exactly exactly so you know like I think we're all kind of awkward if we really think about it and um I think that really helps to take the pressure off because most of the people that are really nervous to come to an event they're nervous because they think that first of all the biggest thing that I always get told is well, everyone else there knows each other. I'm like, nope, that's not true. That's not true at all. And then the second thing I get is, yeah, I'm not a natural. And so what I try to encourage people to do and kind of what I try to encourage myself to do is just realize like everyone else in the room or in the virtual room, wherever you are, uh, is nervous too, like is awkward and nervous just as much as you are, if not more. And so I think if you can really understand that and put the focus not on yourself, but on other people. Like, 
you know, go up to someone and just be like, hey, like, is this the first time you've been to an event like this? Like, how did you hear about it? Like, just start up that conversation. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And, you know, like maybe that conversation will be awkward and that's fine because that person's probably just as nervous talking to you. So um, that's what I always kind of suggest. And I know it's different now. We're more in the digital side of things. Um, and so sometimes actually it could be easier to make connections because everyone's a little bit more anonymous, but you can still reach out to people. You could, you know, start following them on social media, create connections there. Um, and that's actually what we tried to do when we were doing in-person events. We would uh, put a group together on Instagram. If people had not, had never come to an event before or they're coming by themselves, we would create like a little group on Instagram and just say like, hey, introduce yourselves, you know, connect. And um, we actually had one time where it was really cool. A group of them actually went for dinner before an event because they all were like, we're gonna come here like by ourselves. So why don't we meet up before and then come together? So kind of trying to like think outside the box of how to connect people and make them feel as comfortable as possible. It's women supporting women. And I want, mm -hmm. I'd love for you to touch on that and just your experience, because I imagine having all of these women in one room, there's so much fear, I think, in society of like making friends or having women in your life. Or, you know, I think all of us in high school were like, we don't have girlfriends. We hang out with the guys. You know what I mean? Like that was the thing that we went to because we were so fearful of other women. Do you find that your event and events like this kind of help that? Or have you found that I mean, are there like cat fights in the back corner or what's <laughs> happening at your, <laughs> I'm just imagining like, so yeah, funny. like one corner's yes. great, one corner's chaos. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's, it's really funny because we get that a lot too, where people are like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm really nervous around other women and like, it's intimidating. And I, I totally get it. Like, you know, and especially if you've had bad experience with like friendships or you've been burned or what have you. And I always just kind of encourage people be really open to the idea that, you know, not every woman is going to like stab you in the back. Like, you know, there's, there's women out there that do want to support you, that do want to see you succeed. And yes, there's going to be those people that maybe you don't, you don't connect with and that's okay. So I think it's like a balance of being open to new friendships, new connections, new opportunities, while also setting your boundaries. Because I think sometimes um, when we feel like we've been taken advantage of or um, we're not feeling supported, um, it comes down to our boundaries have been crossed. And sometimes, I'm not saying always because sometimes people cross our boundaries and we have been clear, but sometimes it's because we haven't really set those boundaries. We have these expectations and boundaries in our head, but we haven't really communicated those to people. So that's, I think, one thing too to realize is that um, you know, be open and be at, like, I'm all about collaboration. I'm all about, you know, women supporting women, like you said, but also make sure that you have the boundary of, Hey, this is like, you know, I, I don't give out my phone number, right? Like that's, that's an okay boundary. Right. Um, and maybe you just communicate over email and that's fine. Like, you know, set those boundaries up front. And if you're going to do a collaboration with someone, you're going to work with someone, then set out your expectations and set out your boundaries for it so that it can be a healthy relationship. Whoops. Sorry, I was muted. I'll edit that. <laughs> 
can I, can we just draw a bit on that conversation about boundaries? I, I love that you brought it up because you've had to pivot a lot. There's had to be lots of changes and I'm sure that that wasn't just something that affected your business life, your professional life. How did that look for you family-wise in, in terms of, um, you know, adopting this new routine, this new normal for what you do on a daily basis and how you, you work around your day? How did you keep your boundaries to stay sane throughout all of it? And or are you still working through that? Because I know that we've all touched on those things and some of our best practices, but we're open minded and down to learn more. So what's been working for you and how do you protect your, your space? Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, <laughs> funny enough, when the pandemic first hit, we were living in a 500 square foot apartment uh, me and my husband, and he then had to be working from home. And technically it was a one bedroom, but really it was just a studio because the bedroom door was not a door. It was just like a sliding thing that had zero, you know, um, so we could hear everything. So if I was on a Zoom call, he could hear the entire conversation and vice versa. So that was extremely challenging. I'm not going to lie. Um, people that were following me around that time know, like I would <laughs> post on my stories and I'd be like, just like filming and, uh, it would be him talking in the background. I'm like, I'm not getting any work done. Like, this is just not happening. And so anyways, um, we actually like, it ended up being, uh, like a good thing, but, um, our landlord wanted to move back in. So we ended up moving to Brent's parents' house, um, for three and a half months. Um, and it was actually so great because first of all, they live in a large house. We have both had our different offices. Uh, we had lots of space. They live on a, um, an acreage. And so it was just great. And then when we moved back to the city, um, now we have our separate rooms. Um, we have a little more space and, uh, also my husband's working, um, part-time back at work. So that's really good. But we realized like, this is never going to happen again. Like we are never going to be put in this situation again because this did not work. And I think it's, I don't know, to answer your question, I think it's really understanding like what works and what doesn't work because you can want something to work. Like, you know, um, also, you know, uh, my husband and I, we've talked about maybe him coming on and like helping with some things in the business. And we've had to set really strict boundaries with that too, because it can easily go in a way where we are both very strong personalities and we are both very like creative and we want to know, we want like our way to, you know, be the way. And so um, that's been challenging too, where it's like, hey, you know what, maybe it's the healthiest thing if we actually just don't work together <laughs> because, you know, and setting those boundaries too, I think is important. Um, and yeah, I think, it, it has been a really interesting time. I think a lot of people are going through a lot of challenges right now relationally because uh, everyone has different boundaries, even when it comes to just like health and safety and all of that. Um, the biggest thing that I have tried to do is just be as honest as possible. <laughs> just like, this is how I'm feeling. And that's really uncomfortable, by the way, for me to do. I, I'm the type of person that does not like confrontation. I don't like I don't know if anyone really likes confrontation, I but same way. I'm like, I'll just let everything slide under the bus until I just break down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that totally, that totally is me. And I'm trying to get better at actually voicing, um, how I'm feeling and what I need. And then also asking other people, you know, 
what they're feeling and what they need because uh, or else it just becomes this like awkward everyone's tiptoeing around each other and that's not healthy either right and I think that what you're saying is so relevant with women in business too right learning your boundaries finding your voice having the courage to say these things out loud when I tell you the guidelines to my friendship which are very simple but they're that like, you know, it's just when I tell you the guidelines to the business, when I tell you the guidelines that I want to have for my health and my marriage and my, um, my value system and for my kids and things like that, when I am clear on what matters to me, I can then articulate it to others. And there's usually not a lot of misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we've really kind of been talking a lot, and you touched on it just a little while ago. Um, was the relationship with social media. And I think this is so interesting in business because a picture on social media can make somebody look like a millionaire, Danielle, like a million, million, bazillionaire. And a picture can also be a complete lie. And I'm wondering as like someone who runs this business big, you know, collective and get all these women and the, the role of comparison, what are your personal Danielle boundaries around social media as someone who leads a business for herself, which I can tell you all three of us here on the rad podcast, we can go down a spiral real quick, real quick on comparison. And so how do you keep your boundaries locked tight and where do you say yes to social media and no, and how do you guide other women? Oh my goodness. This is such a great topic. And it's funny because I actually talked about it this morning um, on my stories because I had um, a coaching call with my clients and um, we talked about this exact thing. We talked about how we can be feeling so good about how things are going. Like, okay, like, you know, I'm getting my to-do list done. Like, this is great. And then we get on social media and we start to scroll and we're just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to catch up with a couple friends. And then we just end up scrolling for an hour and that's not good for anybody because first of all, you feel guilty about wasting your time. Then second, you're now comparing yourself to all of these other people, which again, all seem like they have their life pretty much in order. Um, And you start to doubt yourself and you start to doubt your purpose. You start to doubt, you know, what you're here on earth to do. And that's a really, really dangerous place to be. Um, And yeah, what I talked about in my stories today was just, you know, the, the amount of time that you spend looking at everybody else, wishing you were more successful, more beautiful, more rich, more fill in the blank, right? That time is taking away from you focusing on what you are, what your purpose is. And, you know, the purpose that you know, if, if you believe in God, the purpose that God's put in your heart, right? Like, and it's just, it's sad because I think we all struggle with it and we all deal with it. Um, and I, I mean, the big thing for me that I've started to do is turn off my social media on the weekend. And it's, it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like it is really hard. And, um, but it's really good because I, can get really caught up in even just things like, oh, I need to post today. Like, oh, I didn't post today or I didn't show up on my stories today. And you kind of like get into this, like, oh, well, if I don't show up on my stories or I don't post today, then I'm not going to be successful. You know, you can kind of talk yourself into something. 
spiral. Exactly. And so I think it's just really important to set those boundaries. And um, another thing that I just started doing too, is charging my phone outside of the, of my bedroom so that, um, (laughs) so that I don't, cause it's so easy if I'm, sometimes I'm like, I'm really not tired. I'm just going to spend a little bit of time scrolling through. And then hours later, you're like, oh my goodness. Like (laughs) every, every what have I done? (laughs) I just have to say that every interview we do, I'm like, I do that. I have it together. Like I'm just, I'm taking every mental note from every person we interview who's got their stuff or what feels like has their stuff together. And I'm just like, yep, I'm doing that check mark done. Yes. Well, that's it why it's great to ask because everybody has their own thing. Like Danielle, I'm right there with you. Our listeners know, these two know that phone is nowhere near my room. No, absolutely not. Because that little bit of spare energy where I'm like, I'll just, I'll just casually scroll. There is no casual scroll people and everyone who's listening knows that it can become um, a, a real circus up here, right? I'm pointing to the noggin, everybody, because it can start to feel a bit like this mind game of I came here to relax. I'm in my room to unwind, but now I'm wound up. So I'm doing the complete opposite of what I came here to do. So I'm with you. I, that phone does not come with me um, to the room. That's, I mean, it, it has been a savior for me for sure. I do love that you shared um, the way that you took weekends off and how that can feel challenging as well. Um, I know there's, there's sort of like a sense of withdrawal there can feel, you know, um, and like, a re- I don't know, a habit or, or a weird habit or responsibility to, to do it when in reality, the responsibility is to preserve your joy so that you can come back and do this with that purpose, that passion and that drive um, and that vision. Um, you know, I would love to just hear maybe one last quick question. How do you you set those dreams, those visions, so that you do show up with purpose. What's, how do you, do you feel like you know what that is? Do you have a process to be able to say, this is the direction we're going, this is my five-year plan, and some people don't even think that it should be a five-year plan, but Mm. what does your heart say when you are designing your way and dreaming big? Such a good question. I think that it looks really different. And for me personally, it's looked different setting goals in different seasons. Um, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I, I found it very, very difficult to set goals during this time because we don't really know what the future holds in some ways. And so um, for me, I've more thought of like short-term goals that I want to accomplish for, for my life and for my business, but then still having that like big, big vision and okay, well, where do I want to be in, you know, three years, five years and not setting goals, specific goals that far in advance. Cause I agree. I think a five-year goal is like, how do we even wrap our brain around that? Um, but having an idea of like, what do I want my life to look like, you know, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. And then what are some of the things that I can start doing today to, to get myself to that, to that goal? Because if you're, if your five-year goal is to really kind of like almost step back from your business and to spend more time with your family, or if you know, if you want to have kids or whatever that looks like, then putting some things in place now is a really great idea. Um, but yeah, for me, I think for business specifically, I like to set more short-term goals um, because I think things can change so much and so quickly. Uh, and the other thing that I think is really important with goals is to really understand the why behind your goals because if it's just this arbitrary this is what I want to accomplish it's like well why do you want to accomplish that 
is that actually your goal or is that someone else's goal that you just <laughs> put on yours like oh I heard someone else had this goal so that sounds good I'll just take that goal um you're not probably happens. not going to accomplish that because that it doesn't often. mean yeah. yeah and it's okay to have different goals because we're all very vastly different people um, with different purposes for our lives. So our goals should be really different. Um, and I think sometimes too, we all feel like we need to have like a financial goal or we feel like we need to have a fitness goal. It's like, well, you don't have to, if you don't want to, like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really figuring out like what's important to you and, and what is the why behind why you're doing it. Because if you're just, you know, trying to hit a certain number in income or a certain weight or whatever that is, but you don't really have a reason for it, um, or you don't have a good enough reason, I think, for it, then it's not going to keep you motivated anyways. I'm wondering, like, to be an entrepreneur and to build a business, you need to know yourself. Like, you need to know where you're going. And I'm wondering if, like, what's on your nightstand? What are you reading? I need to know. I'm like, what is, what are the books that, like, are you an audible girl? Are you, what are you digging into right now that has given you value that, maybe you could share because I'm going to take some notes. <laughs> I love it. Um, I like to read a lot of different types of books, um, like some really strategic business books, but then some that are more like, um, so I, well, I just read a book or I'm reading actually a book called um, Rhythms for Renewal. And it's all about like how to trade a life of um, stress and anxiety for peace and purpose. So that one's really good. Um, and oh, yeah, it kind of leaves. We're all getting that book. I'm like, yes! Yep. <laughs> Everybody I love it. it. Um, yeah, it's by Rebecca Lyons. I saw her speak um, quite a while ago. And she does weave her faith in there a lot. So um, just so you're aware. And then um, one of, I really like, um, there's some business books that I like. One of them is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Really good. Um, that's more of like a strategic, I feel like they're both like very almost opposite books. <laughs> I think that, that's the way I am. I'm like very, it did different seasons. I'm like in different mindsets. Well, and I um, think having a variety is good because all the, I, I often hear, I'm like, people are like, you've got to read this book and then I'll get into it. And I'm like, this is the worst book I've ever read in my entire life. So like to have options for whatever's going to relate to that specific person, I think is important. Yeah. And different seasons in your life too. Like sometimes you need that, like strategic business book or sometimes like for me I really needed that that book the rhythms for renewal because I was like I'm stressed <laughs> and I'm overwhelmed I need that right now um uh I'm trying to think of some recent books that I read um I recently read a book called dream big by Bob Goff he's one of my favorite authors he's hilarious like you will like laugh out loud during his book and he has the most ridiculous hilarious stories of his life um, I'm trying to think of any other business books. There was one recently. Ooh, I'll let you know if, if I think of it, but, um, yeah. Oh man. So many good books. The I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Oh, oh yeah. No, I mean, we are, we're big bookies and we are always collecting. Like we are just, we're always on the path of collection of book names and like audible wish list is just like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Love so it. It's, that's the thing. And, and, and just knowing that like furthering your education or your heart is 
can be done through a book, right? And, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. we love taking those um, tips and tricks about how you started, how you built everything, books that you're reading. And, you know, you're, this is a great teaching session for us. So thank you, Danielle. But I want to know also, like, how can our listeners find you? How do they, what are your websites? What's your Instagram? How can people dig more? And tell us a bit about what you offer. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, so my Instagram handle is Danny Living Life. <laughs> uh, and that's my personal Instagram. And then all of my business Instagrams are sort of linked in the bio there. So like Business Babes Co. and all that. Uh, the website for our business is businessbabescollective.com. So you can find us there. And yeah, I mean, what we offer, we have our membership group, which is kind of, I think of it more like our hub. It's like you come, you hang out in the Facebook group, there's educational resources, there's um, weekly work sessions. It's kind of like the collective hub that we have. And then um, of course, at the beginning, I talked about our uh, six week business program that we run a couple times a year. And that's kind of for people who really want to figure out like how do they take their idea or their their business that they have and really find their ideal clients and market themselves and get themselves out there. Um, and then we have our mastermind groups, which is more of like our the women that are ready to kind of scale their businesses and take it to the next level. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's what we we're doing. That's what we have to offer, at least for 2020. We'll see if 2021 is there, there's any in-person events. I have a feeling it's going to bring sure. <laughs> a lot more live events, hopefully. I will be yeah. doing all the positive <laughs> yes, <laughs> juju, exactly. for yeah. sure. Well, I know that we're almost out of time, but we have this little segment at the end of our show every week that's called Ready, Set, Grow. And so what we would like from you, this is basically a challenge to our listeners to challenge them to just do something to grow this week from now until our next episode. So our, our challenge to you is to give a challenge to our listeners saying, what are you going to challenge them to do this week, to try, to post, to experiment with, to just kind of step outside their comfort zone and challenge themselves a little bit. Ooh, that's a good one. And I'm going to actually, cause as you were talking and then you actually said what my challenge is going to be. Oh, so, um, yeah, it's to do something really scary that you have, thought about doing or you almost have done but you haven't done it yet (laughs) so it could be like going live on Instagram it could be phoning up that person or emailing that person that you're really intimidated by um and it's maybe I don't know starting to write a book that you want to publish I don't know anything or take that first step into starting your own business if you're looking to do that um invest in yourself, like anything that seems like scary or outside of your comfort zone, like you said, um, that's my challenge uh, to, to anyone that's listening to this. So if you're like feeling like butterflies right now, you're like, oh, but I really don't want to do that. Like do that thing, <laughs> that thing that you're thinking of. And if you do it, feel free to tag me on Instagram and I'll cheer you on for yes. sure. I, I think that that challenge fits right in line with our Ready, Set, Grow segment. So thank you, Danielle. And thank you for all your time. We are going to be tagging you um, either on stories or on posts and um, you know, letting you see the way that we kind of push ourselves out of our own comfort zone over the week. Um, and of course, don't forget to follow us over at Let's Put the Rad and Radical. Um, tag us. We want to share. We, we love 
seeing your feedback on every episode. We love seeing the way you've grown right alongside us. And that's really the whole point is that we can do that together. Um, and so Danielle, thank you for your time. You've been amazing. I chose growth and um, choosing my fear and it led me to such an amazing soul who's making a real impact um, in, in this community and online as well. So thank you, Danielle, again. And we will see you on our next episode of Let's Put the Rad in Radical.